Hello and welcome to Bomb Squad, where we diffuse the news and more. My name is Andrew Muggleton and I'm joined by my good friend Chris Sloan. Hello! And this is our new little podcast about gaming. Now, the podcast is going to be pretty kind of open and free. Um, we're just generally going to speak about kind of the last news of the last couple of weeks and a bit about kind of talking points on games that have happened. Um, we'll also kind of go into a few details about games we've been playing, what we're kind of into, whether it's old or new, and obviously just muck about a bit with a couple of segments and games, um, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. I hope this is going to be a natural expression of our gaming thoughts. Um, so yeah, Chris, so how, are you, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm all right. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. not bad. Had a coffee. Fantastic. Good. It's always a good start today. Mm. So yeah, it's always, always a positive move forward. Um, right. So let's let's start off and just have a bit of a discussion about kind of what have we been playing kind of. I suppose that's probably a nice point to, to start off on. So so yeah, what, what have you been up to in, in the gaming world, Chris, recently? Okay. You remember Top Gear? Yes. Top Gear. So you had, you had Jeremy Clarkson, you had Richard Hammond and... Uh, yeah. James May. That's the one. Yeah. Everyone loved Top Gear. Um, and then Jeremy Clarkson punched that guy. Yeah. Remember that? Because he mm-hmm. didn't have steak or something. So he punched the producer and they were all fired. And what happened was they made a thing on Amazon called the Grand Tour. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. The Grand Tour. This is a gaming podcast. Surely we're not going to start talking about the Grand Tour. Well, to start off, Bomb Squad's first ever game we're going to talk about. Yeah is the Grand Tour video game. Excellent, excellent. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I've played hours and hours of this video game because Mm -hmm. that I probably would have had to claw my eyes out. Yeah. Or at least chop a hand off. Okay. Um, This game is is not great, I'll be honest with you. Um, It cost me £12. Mm-hmm. on the on the PlayStation store uh, and essentially it's it, it's a racing game you know you've got you, you you've got your cars you you're racing around tracks you're racing around the grand tour track um which i think is called the Ebola drone from memory yeah that sounds about right from, uh, yeah the, from the Ebola drone um essentially the way the game works you you start off you you pick what season you want to play so the grand tour i I realized by playing this game is in season three currently okay um you start off season one and two have only got one episode in them oh yeah Uh, so there's only one part to play in season in in season one and one not the normal like 10 episodes of the season no uh, that that is actually the case um in season three i think season three is actually being is still being updated Ah, so as the episode is released on amazon prime it gets released onto the, the video game as well I see. So I started off and I played season one, episode one, uh, the first and last episode of season one they've put in there. Mm -hmm. And essentially what happens is you get to watch the episode of the Grand Tour. Okay. As in the whole 60 minute episode? I I think each one would take is about 45 minutes. It does. It cuts a little bit of the filler out. Yeah. Um, But essentially what happens is um, you get a sort of cut scene where, uh, you know, the, the the guys introduce what car they're talking about or what trip they've been on and then when the when the episode sort of goes into a part where they're actually driving the camera sort of pans in and it goes into the game and you just you just drive that sounds pretty seamless and pretty good i mean it is quite it is seamless but um it's 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 dreadful <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you know we we've played a lot of um like the the only real 
um, driving games I've ever had much experience with, apart from like kart racing, is yeah. uh, Gran Turismo. Like we asked, remember we played Five a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that game was great, but it was more of a simulator, so it was much yeah. more in depth, and you actually had to sort of think about what you're doing. This, you just you just hold down R two, and that's it, uh, and you move, and you know if you go slightly off the rails of what because you're basically on rails there is one way to go around everything and if you go off that you're just slamming into the side you can't you can't overcorrect too much otherwise you just you spin um and it's dreadful it's it feels awful um (laughs) there's a few different types of game modes on it so there's obviously just ones where it's a kind of get around this as fast as you can or Mm -hmm. um beats james may and richard hammond in a in a in a race and as they go past each other, they shout things that are, you know, just random sound bites from the show. Fantastic. Um, you know, and then there's parts where, like a kart racing game, you, you'll you f- drive through a little question mark box, kind of like in Mario Kart, but it gives you a power up. And there's only three. Nice. One of them um, puts a sort of a cloud of gas over the other, the other drivers so that it obscures move. their vision. Yeah. And it, obviously these can all happen to you as well. Um one of them gives you a speed boost and one of them um, essentially distracts the other ones by sending a text to them and the text <laughs> just appears in it, like, on screen. So if they do it to you, the text just appears on your screen and it's probably a three or four line text which you don't have time to read in the time that it's there. I'm sure it's very funny. Okay. I'm sure it's a funny text that yeah. they put in there, but it essentially slows your car down. And this would this would be their kind of, their, their banter, their yeah. kind of camaraderie. Oh. Oh, it's absolutely, it's it's non-stop banter, this game. Fantastic. Um, just a couple of other game modes that stuck out in my head. There's one where, you know, a lot, a lot of the uh, old Top Gear and Grand Tours, they, they'll do drag races to see which car's got more power or anything. And yep. essentially the drag race, the way that it does it is, it will pan you down so you're into the car. You'll have yep. the two other cars either side of you. Um, and you hold R2 yep. until a bar fills up to, to a green section. Okay. Um, and you have to keep it in green. And not let it go to red. If it goes to red, you won't get a good start. If you manage to keep it in green, the car starts, it goes off, and you win. That's nice. It. Okay. So deep, deep mechanics with that oh, kind of really, really engaging you in, in in various different ways. It's so bad. And and then obviously once you finish each part, you get either a bronze medal, a silver medal, or a gold medal, depending on how well you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, that just makes it feel like a sort of a mobile game that yeah. you know you to try and give it some kind of replayability it's 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 a very poor video game okay um it, the other thing is when you're in uh when it's doing the cutscenes, so the literally just parts from the tv just show the episode, put, in, yeah. put into the game um you can skip you can skip through it which okay. yeah, yeah you yeah, get yeah. used to doing there's actually a trophy for skipping through uh so on, on psn there's a trophy i guess there's an achievement on on xbox as well for pressing the r1 which is skip like 10 times yeah nice. um and each time you skip you get a little sound bite from Jeremy Clarkson saying, uh, out of the way or something like that. And it's, oh, it's good. There's about five, I think. And when you're actually skipping through, when you have to skip through at least six, seven times to get to the next bit of driving. Yeah. The next bit of actual gameplay. Yeah. There is actually a skip back as well in case you miss something and you want to go back to it. Um, Does Jeremy harp up again it's then? It's not. It's actually James May. Saying oh, okay. Because obviously nice. he's, uh, he's slow. Very oh, I see, I see, I see. That all makes um, sense. Yeah, you know, it's it's a dreadful video game, but the car the car models look good. Okay. Oh, so, so, so graphically it's it's Um well, I wouldn't say that because okay. the the actual um the places that you're going to don't look great around. If you stop right. and look around you it doesn't look great. 
Um, but the actual models of the cars yeah. do look quite decent. So that okay. for that reason, it's probably on my game of the year list. Right. I wasn't expecting that twist at the end there. I mean, when you see the LaFerrari yeah. in all its red beauty, um, it just... It, I, you know, I was sat there at home playing it and I was just inspired and I thought, you know what, that's actually amazing. I'm... I think that's 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 fair enough. That That's as much a reason to put it on your game of the year list um, in at the end of March um, yeah. as any other needed, to be honest. I mean, that, you know, I just, I want to be truthful in this and so it's 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 fully up there on my game of the year list. But, um, you know, obviously I feel like, uh, I feel like any other game we talk about now is going to be a bit of a come down from that. Yeah, um, but absolutely. But what's something that you've played recently then that... Uh, um, yeah, up. well, I've, I've for the last for the last month, it's taken me so much longer than I would normally take to finish this kind of game. Um, but I've been playing Metro Exodus quite a lot, um, which is the third game in the Metro series. Um, you had Metro Twenty Thirty Three, and then Metro Last Light, its sequel. Um, and yeah, it's developed by Four A Games, and it's it's this kind of post-apocalyptic first-person shooter. Um, very very atmospheric it's all about the location the world they build and the cool thing about it is that it's just a bit different than a normal first person shooter mainly because of the fact that it's all set in russia which is quite nice and refreshing and different um they are i think they're ukrainian developers um they're set in ukraine i think i believe um but yeah the setting being in this post-apocalyptic russia um everything is so desolate and destroyed first two games you're pretty much um as the game implies in the metro um of moscow um you're kind of living in settlements kind of trying to trying to get by um, there's some kind of supernatural stuff that but what i always really liked about them is that they're everything is about the environment it's all about building this world this incredible location which you although you may be not told a story beat you kind of learn it through what's happening in the environment which is it's just so cool and different compared to most first person shooters which are pretty kind of summer blockbuster film-esque in their in, in how they tell their story um but yeah exodus is is a bit of a break from that um you start out kind of in a similar fashion in the moscow um metros um, but then very quickly, um, you you get out of there. And without spoiling too much, um, I'm sure if you've seen a trailer or anything like that, you will know that. Um, it's It breaks out from these very linear corridors that you would normally go down to in these into these kind of expansive levels, which it's not open world. You can't jump back and forward between different places. Um, but it is it opens up these levels into these big complex areas where... You've got a couple of loose objectives, um, but to go about them, you just kind of do what you want. You, you go in any direction you want. If you want to kind of spend hours and hours just looking around the locations and, and doing essentially nothing, that's absolutely fine. It's somewhat even encouraged, I'd say. Well, do you think it's... Um, I mean, I've I, a lot of my recent games that I've played that have been open world, like Breath of the Wild, I, was playing, mm. I haven't played actually for a while now, but I, I still haven't finished it actually. Mm. Whenever you explore, whenever you go off into the nooks and crannies, there's like a, a good reason to do that. Yeah. Is it, would you say that in the Exodus open world, it, it, it rewards you for going for like, exploration or absolutely i think that's one of the what that's one of the best things it does actually is and and similar to the previous games what what made them interesting was that everything was there for a reason every single bit of detail um and it's what made the world feel so lived in and so real and this again just takes that to the next level 
you've got these huge expansive levels where you can as i say you can go anywhere you want but if you do go off the beaten road if you do look into you see a little hut kind of in the distance there's almost certainly going to be some sort of um kind of environmental storytelling some sort of weird character that you haven't met before um or some sort of benefit like a, a, a upgrade to your kind of um hazmat suit or maybe some new air filters and stuff um and it, yeah, it really does reward you every now and then. Kind of obviously, it's just it's just a place in the world. But the vast majority of time, it really does actually encourage you to do that, um, which is which is so refreshing and so nice. Um, the game does have a few a few quirks um, with it being kind of uh, there's often a, a kind of an expression used about kind of these um, Eastern European game developers that kind of Euro jank. But I think I think it elevates itself further than that. But it does have a few bugs and issues in that regard, which are slowly being ironed out. So I know there's a couple of updates that have come out, um, which have so far, by no means am I kind of annoyed at the game or anything with, with some of these bugs. But there was one where I got stuck in a corrugated bit of iron in a building and I couldn't get out of it. And my autosave saved at that point. And there's no other type of save system in the game. So at that point, I literally had nothing to do other than to go back to the last checkpoint, which was like 45 minutes ago. So oh, sorry, the other way around. Uh, the last save I had to go back to, whereas the checkpoint had just done it as I went into oh, the right. So, so there's, no, there's no manual save? There is a, there is oh, a manual there is save, a but you have to, obviously you have to manually do it. So the, the autosave is a kind of checkpointing system. Um, and it decided to make a checkpoint just as I got stuck. And there was no way out. So I literally had to go back to the last time I'd physically saved, which I think was, I think, 45 minutes ago. Um, luckily, I hadn't really done that much. I'd been mainly just messing about, so it was okay. But every now and then, something like that kind of rears its head, which uh, can be a little frustrating. But other than that, I think the game is, is phenomenal. I actually just finished it. Um, and I think the story goes in some really interesting ways, um, kind of unexpected ways as well. Um, does it does it bring back the aliens from? Two well, and one? so this is an interesting thing. I don't want to obviously spoil. Oh, yeah, maybe too don't much. spoil. Yeah, it I, I don't. I, I won't spoil it. Um, but it's it's again it it subverts your expectations quite oh, cool. quite consistently. Um, the, there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask about this actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, one of the big draws of this game is the weapon system because mm. obviously you can pretty much i think you can pretty much modify everything and anything in any way yeah there's a preset kind of like five or six different types of things like the stock of the gun or the scope which you can change but there'll be multiple different things you can do to them um i just remember from because play, i've played i played um I, f I think i finished both of 2033 and last light yeah um and i just remember the shotgun yeah, it's one of the best shotguns that I've used. I think I think it's called the Shambler is yeah. the one that you're referring to, which is it's got this great kind of loading mechanism where you see the bullets actually attached on the side of the gun, and they kind of feed then into it. Um, and yeah, th that that's back in all its glory. And again, you can then modify it. So instead of taking only kind of five bullets normally, you can add a, a massive magazine of like twenty bullets, so you can just keep mm. on rattling these these shots off. The only other thing I wanted to ask about this is, mm. um, and it's something I was thinking about earlier, it's about the 
Because I think there's a karma system in the game, isn't there? There is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Does it, um, so obviously, without spoiling anything, does it affect the ending of the game and how? Absolutely, yeah. So the, the previous two games had um, a karma system which gave you a good ending or a bad ending. Um, and there's no way of like, it, well, at least in the previous games, there was no way of tracking how well you were doing other than when you did something kind of morally good, the kind of game would flash white a bit and there'd be this weird little noise that would, would happen. And that meant you did something morally good. Um, if you racked up enough of those, you got the good ending. If you didn't, you got the bad ending or the negative ending. Um, in this game, that is 100% back. I completely forgotten about it. And then I did something which I was like, it, it wasn't, I wasn't told to do this, but I kind of saved someone and it, it flashed. And I was like, oh yeah, the karma system. So that is back that does affect the game. There is a good ending. There is a bad ending. Um, however, this time, the game is set over the course of a year. So you kind of go through the seasons, not too unsimilar like um, The Last of Us. Um, but in those in in those seasons, you have one big open world level and then that's kind of, there's a couple of smaller levels either side of the beginning and the end of those ones. Um, the big levels, there's three of them, and each time, depending on how many good things you do with the karma system, a character will either come with you, stay with part of the team, or leave, depending on how well you do. Um, there's no way to track this, kind of, so you just have to hope that you've done enough, which can be a bit nerve-wracking, a bit frustrating, frustrating I suppose. Um, but it, it also then, I suppose... It, it rewards you doing that exploring, you pushing all the boundaries, you finding out all the little secrets, kind of, if you think something is going to be good, generally speaking, the game will agree that it's a morally good thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's a fascinating system. And again, it doesn't hold your hand in any way, which is which is quite refreshing and, and quite nice um, in that regard. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. I hugely, hugely recommend it. If you like a first-person shooter, if you want something a bit different than just explosions and kind of drama the whole time, this is this is a quiet and quite slow at times kind of thought thoughtful game. Um, but yeah, wholeheartedly recommend it. I think it's yeah absolutely fantastic. Do you think it sounds better than the Grand Tour? Um, well, I'm not sure because I haven't played the Grand Tour, so I can't okay. I can't yeah, comment you on can't it. Really, definitely, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't I can't make I that critical analysis, but. I think there is a chance that they may be duking it out at the end of the year for game of the year. Um, I would say from, from what you've told me, I think the Grand Tour probably is going to pip it. I think it's, it sounds like it's got the better, um, the better visuals, which, which captivated you, mm. um, the better, the better banter, definitely. I mean, there's a bit yeah. of banter in Metro, but it doesn't sound like it's anything on the level of the Grand Tour game. Russian banter as well might be a bit different. Exactly, exactly. Slightly different expectations with that. Um, but yeah, no, so that, that that's great. Was there any other games you had been playing where you wanted to kind of chat about? <clears throat> yeah, just like briefly, um, I I was doing a little scan of the um, PSN store. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was I was checking what, what I was going to get a good deal on and stuff that I wanted to play and. I saw the I saw Valkyria Chronicles remastered. Yes. Okay. Um, Talk to me about this. I, well, I remember seeing years ago adverts for Valkyria Chronicles, and you know, just from searching for a new JRPG to play, and it was always one of the ones that everyone uh, recommended highly, and I, I always wanted to play it, but I just never got around to it. So, yeah. This is um, kind of weird. We're talking back in the PS One, PS Two days, is it? 
Oh, let's see. I, th- uh, I think I think it's PS One kind of days because I'm I'm sure I remember playing Final Fantasy Nine and my friend playing Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, and being yeah, and being. Hang on, let me just go into the. Let me let gonna, me Wikipedia that you talk. Absolutely no, no, that's absolutely for. Well, I'll mention a couple of other things then about uh, Metro that I didn't mention. The the one of the things which I think is so fantastic about it is how tactile the world feels, and and what I mean by that is. There's this incredible way that whenever you want to do any modifications to your weapons, and um, whenever you want to look at your map or anything, n- the game doesn't break. The game doesn't pause. You, if you want to look at your map, he literally gets out a clipboard with a map on it, and you look at it. Um, then you need to put that map away to see if you're po- facing in the right direction and where you want to go. If you want to modify one of your weapons, he kind of slings around his backpack, um, opens it up, and then you see the weapon there, and you physically see everything come on and off of this gun. And it's just little things like that consistently in the world. When you're when you're climbing up something, you see the character's hands, and they're really detailed and beautiful, um, which seems weird to say about a game that's got beautiful hands. Um, but they are so detailed, and, well, everything's so detailed in the game, but it, it all just feels so real and so... I used the word earlier, tactile. You can you can physically feel all of these different things in the world, um, and I, I've never experienced that like from another game. It, it's 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 amazing how it does it, and it, yeah, I've got a compliment on it. Mm. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, talk, talk to me about Valkyria Chronicles then. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I think you're a little bit off. With the okay, maybe. Um, so uh, from here, what I can tell from this, it, it originally came out on PS3. PS3 in 2008 Valkyria Chronicles 1 I don't know if there's maybe an, an earlier maybe there's another Valkyria series yeah uh, there, there might well be but um, so the remastered version came out on PS4 in 2016 mm-hmm. um, it's currently on the PSN store for like I think it's like £6.50 it's so it's so cheap at the moment and it's I've, I've really enjoyed the beginning I've got a bit frustrated with it at times yeah um, Why, but, what's, what's, what's been frustrating about it? Well, let, let me explain what the game is basically first. You've got, essentially, you are a character called uh, Welkin Gunther. Welkin Gunther. Which sounds what like a name. name. It sounds like a name that I just sort of make up, but that is actually the main character's okay. name. Fantastic. Um, you sort of befriend um, a town a town watch captain called um, Alicia, or Alicia, I can't remember how they pronounce it and things. Um, and I think there's going to be a sort of little romance story going on with them a little bit later. Okay, but I, nice. I'm not. I'm not quite got there yet it's sort of been hinted at a little bit yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that um it's it's full jrpg style it's it's great or that you know the way the game actually um is set out that it's kind of like in a book mm-hmm. and you will go through and unlock little um sections of chapters and it will play out there's a lot of cutscenes. yeah um and you start them and you can uh, just watch these cutscenes and see what's actually going on in the story and then other parts will unlock actual battles yeah now how does ba- yeah how does the battling work then? so the battle essentially works um you know the first couple of chapters so I'm, I'm on chapter five i think currently i think there's 18 in total but i think the first two two and a half chapters are basically the tutorial um so i'm not i'm not super far in it at all but um essentially you um will have a certain number of units that you control going into battle um, and there are different uh, classes they could be. Obviously, Welkin, your main character, he is in charge. He's he's based in charge of a tank. Um, so you will have a tank in battle. And there are scouts who can move further but do less damage. There are shock troopers that can't move that far but are much more powerful and have a higher defense. Um, generally, you've got I think they're called lancers who can take out tanks, um, but they're quite slow and you know but they're heavily armored. You've got snipers who. My experience so far, they're dreadful. Okay. Um, 
And that would turn out to be probably the best probably thing be the at best the end of the game. Exactly. That'll be the best thing. I'll, need to, I'll keep leveling them up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've also got um, a support character who can bring extra ammo and I think heal as well. Um, and then essentially it's turn-based, so you will you'll select a unit. Yeah. You can, And then it, it, instead of it being sort of tiled so that you move a character set number of tiles like Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. you actually go into a sort of third person with them okay. and you'll run them around the battlefield. Um, if you run into an enemy sight line, yeah. they can shoot at you. Um, uh, it's the same for you as well. So if an enemy runs past you, that you, your, your, your character will immediately fire on them. You can then shoot and it goes into a sort of third person um, aiming mode. Obviously, if you can get headshots, it does better, but there's less to aim at. So you, you can, you know, you trade off accuracy there. Um, and there'll be different objectives. So sometimes the objectives in a, in, a, in a mission will be to take an enemy base, defeat all enemies, kill the, you know, their their captain, or just. So I think one or two of them were just to escape an area actually as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love that sort of game. There's, I, I was checking actually at the beginning. There's no difficulty okay. um, modifier in it. So it's all about. It's very tactical. Um, you can. I was. You can be, and I was literally on the cusp of of winning. Uh, I think the last one I played a couple of days ago of actually winning this this skirmish against um, some of the enemies, um, and then a lance just came out of nowhere and just that you all the tanks have got a sort of weak spot on the back, and okay, if you hit yeah, that yeah. dead on with like the anti um, anti armor bullets or, or the lances they've got, they would just it's one hit okay. on the tank pretty much, um, and if Welkin dies or, or Alicia dies if they die that's game over. What about everyone else? Are they kind of disposable as it were? Um, yeah, they are disposable in that you can then go back to the barracks at home and pick and pick new okay. people to come in. But, you know, I, I've just been doing a mission where two of the people, one Lancer and one Shock Trooper, they are sort of questioning my authority and you kind of get to know them a bit. So that it is one of those games. I remember playing the old XCOM as well, where, you know, you'll actually kind of build up a story in your head about these characters a little bit. But this actually goes a bit further because it actually gives each one um, a sort of trait so, okay. for example, some of them will have a trait where it's like uh, called Lone Wolf, and they work better when they go off on their own, and they'll get a stat boost or whatever. Um, and some of them can be a bit funny as well. Like one of them is one one of the um, uh, status of things is basically likes girls or something. So he'll work the, like a guy will work better if he's in a team just with girls. Okay, um, interesting. Which is very Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds it. But it's it's really it's really fun, and essentially it's it's. I didn't realize this when I bought it, but it's it's kind of set in Europe. But it, so the map is Europe, but none of the countries are called actually what what they are. Right. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it's there's a conflict between two superpowers, one on the west, one on the east. Um, and you you are from this tiny little country that's kind of in the middle of this huge war that is, is trying to maintain um, independence and not get involved in this war. But obviously, nice. you get invaded, and that's yeah. the beginning of the game. Um, it's really cool. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of... I, 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 I like cutscenes. I love turn-based combat, which is, you know, on the wane um, at the moment. Um, so I love this sort of game. But I can I think it probably wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea nowadays when all anyone wants to do is play a battle royale and um, shoot everything yeah. non-stop. Um, Absolutely. Well, that's 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 all there is to do in life. But I think to, it's great. I think, I think it can be super... Um, frustrating especially because it's quite old because it was that you know it's 11 years old yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't have a very good or it doesn't have any auto save actually so you have to sort okay. of constantly be saving so that you don't have to watch the same cutscene again or um you know also you can start at the beginning of a battle that is quite difficult you basically you're basically doing a battle you save 
you watch right. a cutscene, you save. You so that that's can be quite loop. frustrating, yeah, yeah. But that's just because of the age of the game. So as long as you get used to that, you're it, it's quite. I, I really enjoyed it so far. What I played out of it. Excellent. And how how does everything happen? Is it is it in a um like a three D space? Are you on a grid of some sort? Is uh is it just kind of you walk into a level or? So you select you'll select the level um from the book mm-hmm. from the sort of book that's telling the story. Um, and it will take you in and it will, there'll be a little screen with a, with a map of, yeah. the, of the battlefield and your commander will say, this is, the, this is what you have, these are the objectives of this battle. Yeah. Um, and then you will get a screen that shows you where you are starting out and kind of, it might show you a couple of enemies or where the enemy bases are, but it won't show you exactly what you're up against yet. That's why you've got scouts who go and see where the enemies are, how many tanks they've got, yeah. things like that. Um, then you basically use your analog stick, you select a unit to take charge of, to actually control. Mm-hmm. That's when it jumps down into third person. And there's no grid, you're not locked onto squares. Yeah, yeah. It's very free, you can go where you want. Um, there's a bit of um, actually different levels you can go. There's, there's buildings you can climb to the top of so you can get a better vantage point. Yeah. So you can um, use the environment a bit to your You can use the environment. Well. A lot of it can be destroyed by the tanks as well, actually, if you roll oh, through cool. them trees and blockades, things like that, sandbags. Um, and, you know, if you've played a game like that before, you know that cover is a huge deal, making yeah. sure you're, you end, so basically you've got, an, you've, got an, uh, you've got a bar that as you, as you run, goes down. Yeah. And when you get to the bottom of that, you can't run anymore. You can select the same uh, unit again to control because you'll get maybe, you know, five, six goes per, per turn. Um, and you can select them again, but they've got, the bar is slightly depleted so they can keep going, but not as far. And uh, yeah. Okay. That's, excellent. that's basically how it works. It's, it's really enjoyable. I've, I've I've enjoyed what I've played so far, and I will hopefully try to get uh, try to complete it. I think it's really in, it's it's been good so far. Fantastic. Right on my street. Excellent. Excellent. Brilliant. Cool. Well, what about you? You just you just finished a game that you've been saying you're going to finish for years. And yeah. I yeah. We 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 talk about The Witcher Three. Um. It's obviously yeah. It came back out in 2015, I think. Which I remember both of us we played like a good probably 10 15 hours of it each um i think you actually played a bit more than myself um and i think what happened was it was it was around about a similar ish time to metal gear solid 5 coming out um i believe i might be completely wrong here but something came out which took away my attention and i thought right i will get back to this one day i will finish the game everyone says it's absolutely incredible um and lo and behold it's taken me um, almost four years to actually get back into it. One or two little false starts here and there. Um, but I finally finished it um, kind of at the beginning of this month in March. Um, and my goodness, that it is so good. Like if, for myself personally, it is just a cast iron 10 out of 10 game. Um, I think it goes to so many interesting places. It can get so in-depth and in detail with kind of all the the way you can fight and everything um it, it is obviously a role-playing game um so it, it kind of it, it builds on that a lot um however yeah it, it, for bang for bang for your buck this game is is incredible there, there is literally unlimited amount of stuff to do not quite actually literally but um there is so much to do in the game um, which is probably one of the biggest points of kind of 
it's hard to kind of get back into it because you feel like you're lost almost um, if, if you haven't played it for a while and which I did actually pick up from where I was instead of starting again I probably should have started again and um, because I did have to do a lot of kind of back reading to see what what I'd missed um, and what I couldn't remember but yeah I, I, I cannot sing its praises enough um, I'm hopefully going to get onto the the expansions which are also meant to be really great I remember blood and wine and an expansion for the game actually won like several kind of rpg of the year awards and stuff so i'm fascinated to see where it goes with that and and how it caps it all off and how it finishes the story of of Geralt. um so yeah huge huge fan of the witcher um and will recommend everyone who's got any sort of interest in fantasy games whatsoever to to, to give it a shout and um, you can pick it up pretty cheap now because obviously it's it's a couple of years old um, but yeah, fa- fantastic stuff. I think you can get the the game and all the expansion passes for about fifteen quid, which is ridiculous. Uh, all like and not with having to buy the physical game as well. Yeah, or yeah digital yeah. download. It is it is that it's incredible value for money. Um, yeah, if you if you don't have that much time for gaming, um, but you want to get it kind of in depth or kind of get something with a lot of meat on the bone, then, then that is that is the one to go for i know exactly i've worked out why i i stopped playing it um, oh yeah have you looked at the dates yeah so i couldn't see where so phantom pain did come out the same year it was uh, september phantom pain, was it so the, uh witcher 3 yeah oh i had it just may now. i think it was slightly earlier than that um it came out and then the next month um arkham knight came out so for me oh, so for so that obviously i love the arkham game so i i probably got i probably put getting on for about 10 hours into the witcher 3 yeah didn't get too far actually having mm-hmm. spoken to you after you've completed it yeah 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 um but then arkham knight came out and that just took over and then yeah there was a lot of other stuff that came out around the same time stuff that stuff that i wanted to play like lego batman 3 and sure there was sure. uh the game of thrones telltale game it was coming out at the same that time. come out then yeah four years ago yeah wow um, it was yeah it doesn't feel like that long ago uh so yeah there was a lot of a lot of stuff coming out around the same time uh and oh no that was uh see i just saw Grand Theft Auto Five came up, but that was for Windows, so it was a few years Fair after, enough. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from what I can remember about it, the best, one of the best things that I remember from The Witcher Three is obviously I didn't get actually that far at all in the main storyline of the mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. but the things that stuck out to me were those, those just the side quests. Yeah, the quality of the side quests yeah. is is unparalleled, at least from what I've seen in other games. Even in games that I absolutely, you know, games that I adore, like even um, you know, open world games like that. Uh, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think of an open world game off the top of my head. Stuff like Breath of the Wild, which we'll talk yeah. about again. A lot of a lot of the side quests are great, but some of them, you know, it's it's a massive open world game. A lot of the side quests are, oh, I've I've got this sword that I loved, and I've I can't find it. Please, can you find it for me? You go to this cave, you fight some stuff, you pick the sword up, you go back to them. Whereas this, you know, the side quests actually. Um, will pose their own sort of ethical questions yeah, to you. Yeah, there's emotional weight. Be, yeah, there's a huge emotional weight in them and there'll be actually different outcomes that, you know, maybe maybe a side quest might be, oh, you could keep that sword for yourself because it's good or you could yeah. take it back for the, for the reward. But th- in this case, it's, it's, it's actual massive choices you're making just in a side quest and this side quest could go off and be a a three-hour quest on its own exactly i think it's it it does a very very good job of blurring the line between what is a side quest and what is your main story mission and i think it does it very cleverly at least from what i can understand is a lot of the main story missions will will have you go do something go talk to someone and that person will then ask you to do something else or or kind of there'll be another mission related to them 
which is actually technically a side mission. It's nothing to do with the main storyline, but because the same person you've been speaking to in the main storyline gives you that side quest, it feels natural that it's part of the main story. Um, so the, these these small little insignificant things you have to go do end up feeling like they are actually part of the main story that's been told. It's so clever the way it does that. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, fantastic. I think it's cool as well because it's um, you know anytime we we play like a role playing game, it's either a traditional Western role playing game. You know, you've got obviously I've just got Dragon Age on the on the brain, but stuff like that where you've got your your warrior, you've got your mages, you've got your rogues. We're talking fantasy setting, high yeah. fantasy, yeah, yeah. Or it's a Skyrim Japanese, is. it's a Japanese role playing game, yeah. Where you know that's its own complete genre on itself. But because this is from a developer from poland yeah who where they te- where you know the whole witcher i was doing some reading up on the witchers mm. it's taken from a book series yeah yeah the idea of the witcher it's so different the whole um cu- like culture that it, it comes from is so different to anything that we, we're used to yeah it makes it feel so fresh even though it's the third game in a series and it's actually it's actually a game tying up a lot of the storyline from yeah. from one and two from what i can tell um, it just feels so different and fresh compared to what you sort of play normally. I think I think that's it's similar to what Four A Games are doing with um, Metro. It, it because of the expectation of of these kind of of the big American Western developers, um, these kind of Eastern European developers are coming in with these really different ideas, and as you say, they feel fresh because we're so used to just the same cut templates used for for these open world games there's so many of them now over the last couple of years that it's become such a a big genre to to jump into that whenever something does come about which is just a bit different it automatically feels so much more interesting um so yeah huge fan of which i know you said i think you're gonna yeah well i bought i bought it i've i've i think i bought it i bought it when it came out i've got the physical copy um but i think i'm pretty sure i sold it i think i i think i sold it when i was um trying to get rid of a lot of get a physical games that i had um but yeah so i've rebought it i've, I've got it downloaded i, I want to keep going with valkyria and i've also playing a bit of uh divinity original sins yes. number one as well but I, I think which i might jump into in the next couple of weeks yeah um, no get back into it. i'm gonna start again though i'm gonna yes. start again that's probably it's probably a good idea to be honest to uh yeah. yeah just cut fresh with it um but yeah we'll get your thoughts kind of obviously on it once you've yeah yeah yeah, definitely once i've finished it i think probably fantastic cool Cool. well let's let's move on to the next little kind of section here which is i think we're just going to do a bit of a discussion about the news and kind of announcement game launches and just the kind of general gaming world and what's happening in the last couple of weeks um obviously with this being the first episode we'll, we'll we'll go back a couple of weeks um to to see any dramatic things that happened during kind of March and maybe a bit of February as well, um, but normally we'll look at doing this kind of every two weekly, um, a bit of a summary of what's happened. Um, so let let's start first of all with game announcements, which are always exciting. It's always a great thing because um, you get to see see what's coming out soon. Um, and we had a Nintendo Direct, was it? Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we had loads and loads of things come out of that. Um, so got a bit of a list here of of some of some of the main ones, um, which I think we can talk about. We will there'll always be things which we don't know much about. So I'm always kind of a bit hesitant to to try and chat too in depth about something we don't have experience with mm. or anything like that. Um, but I think I think for you especially, I remember you saying that. So for example, one of the games that was announced was Super Mario Maker Two. 
which mm. um, I don't think either of us ever played number one. No, no, no. Um, both kind of intrigued by it. But now that you, obviously, you've got a Nintendo Switch, um, mm. so you were saying that you were quite interested in this. Yeah, and not from, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the name of the game is Super Mario Maker, but I'm never, I'm never someone when these games come out, you can make your own levels. I'm never someone that really wants to, sure. you know, I think we'll come and, back to that in a minute. Oh, we definitely, yeah, yeah we will. Dreams. Uh, um, I, but, you know, the creativity of some people mm-hmm. who can just sit there for hours and create these levels is so cool. And so I think being able to play that, and, and I think one of the cool things about Super Mario Maker was that, it gives you the option of what style of Mario you want. Yeah. So you could make it look like Paper Mario. You can make it look like more 3D. Absolutely. Um, so I think having that option means it's going to be such a cool varied game. And the premise of this is is literally just to make a level of Mario, basically, yeah. or, or multiple levels. And I think you can also, I think you can also play obviously ones that people have made online. Yes. But then yeah. you can also kind of vote if you liked it or not. Okay. And then there will be a sort of, you know, top 10 list of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there'll be lists of ones that people have liked a lot. And so you can jump in and see what they were. Obviously, people can then just sort of like cheese you a bit and make levels where you just, yeah. you could just die. You just start well, and you exactly. die straight away. And it, it's, you know, quite funny. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a game that I've seen a lot of um, highlights from, you know, on YouTube and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm, uh, from, for the first one, sorry, at least. So yeah. the second one coming out, I think will be a really big deal. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, so then, yeah, another thing that was announced, which um, again, this is a lot of this will be related to yourself because obviously you've got a Switch. I don't, which I know is shameful. I will get one soon, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so we had Zelda's Link's, Zelda Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, kind of the remaster kind of version of it announced, um, which again, you've just recently started playing. Well, not recently, but you got into Breath of the Wild um, last year, the year before. When oh, it came I, out, I got, yeah, when it pretty much when it came yeah. out, I think so. I got the switch quite early, um, and I've still not finished it. I've, I'm, I think I've got, I've done three of the four divine beasts or whatever. And, okay, yeah. um, I will get around to that one day. Um, I think the Zelda games are just a massive gap in games that I've played. Really, I've, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I think it's just because I didn't, I you know, I didn't really have Nintendo consoles when I was younger, and obviously, you know, the super old ones are too old for me anyway. But, um. You know, I've dipped back in. I've played a bit of, uh, I've played a, a fair chunk of Ocarina of Time when I had. I think I I bought rebought that on the, um, on the store when I had my 2DS. Nice. Years ago, so I played a fair bit of that on there. Um, the online on the Switch, you can play the original Legend of Zelda, and I think potential. I think two as well. I think mm-hmm. that's on there. So I've played a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, so any any kind of remake remaster that they do I'll, I'll jump on to actually have a go at these so yeah really excited by that excellent um i really wanted to do the play the majora's mask uh yeah but i think i don't think that is that on switch i don't uh, i think it came out just I, before switch yeah i don't think i don't think there is a version on switch um, as we'll far as i know that. yeah, maybe yeah check that second, but we'll, we'll, we'll check that yeah i really wanted to play that because that's one that i think um divided a lot of people in terms of how they feel about mm. it but yeah. a really cool premise that one Excellent. Yeah. So then, yeah, another game mentioned, which again we we both have kind of history with, um, is was Tetris ninety nine, mm. um, which came out. Which, as we were saying earlier, everyone wants to do a battle royale, royale game, and here we go. This is Tetris and battle royale. This is the best one as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, cool. Such a good game. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. Premise being that it's it's Tetris. You're playing Tetris. It's pretty classic Tetris with um, most of the modern rule sets. You've got kind of uh, you've got a whole button. Yep. Um, don't you you've yep. got hard and soft drops yeah 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 yep. everything um so and but the idea being is that you you are playing against 99 other people at the same time 
And these people, when they clear lines, they can target you, they can send you rubbish, kind of which gives you those kind of grey lines underneath yeah, it. It pushes you up, it pushes yeah. you more into danger of losing. Push you close to the end. Um and then you've got to fight back by clearing your own lines, doing T spins, doing all clears, doing all those kind of things. Um and you'll be then shooting lines back to other people. Um and I'm right in thinking that the game the actual speed of the Tetris and the music and everything increases mm-hmm. the the further through you get. So as people are dropping out, yeah. that increases the speed of the game, increases the music, the tempo. Um, and obviously then as you get towards like the last 10, for example, it's all getting a bit a bit hectic and a bit insane. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you've, you've been playing a bit of it. Yeah, I've played, a, I've played a bit of it. I'm, I'm okay at Tetris. I'm not amazing yeah. at Tetris, but I got, I think my best... I think the best I've ever got was like ninth. Okay, eighth. okay. So, so you broke into the top. I was 10. pretty pleased yeah, with that, yeah. to be honest. But then it just gets crazy. You get people who are, who play it who are absolutely insane. Yeah. Um. And I'd love to one day get get a win, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'll ever get there. It will uh, come. It'll, it'll, it'll yeah. I'll just keep plugging away. Yeah. I'll keep. I'll practice. I'll, I'll play a bit of um Tetris effects. Get yeah. The, get the skills up in VR as well, and then bring it back to the Switch. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm not super. I think um. I think the actual like controls on the switch, I need to get used to the best way to do that. If it's better to have the switch, you know, with the joy cons in it, or if it's better to maybe, because I've I've heard using the pro controller is just not, is not good. Is it because of the face button? The um, Yeah, I think so. Um, So I think there must be, there must be a better way of actually controlling it. Sure. I need to get better at that because it doesn't feel great. Okay. Holding the actual switch itself. Yeah, using it in portable. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Really cool game though. Love it. Excellent. Now, there was also mention of a little game or a little two games that I think you are, um, I think it'd be fair to say you are somewhat excited about. Mm. Um, I'm talking about two games or one game called Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. So talk to me about this. What 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 is Pokemon Sword and Shield? So obviously it's the, it's the, it's the new actual next generation of Pokemon games. We had uh, Let's Go... Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee mm-hmm, came out mm-hmm. last year, uh, at the end of last year, which I, I bought and played and, and yeah. loved. It's the, do you know what? It's the first time I ever actually completed my Pokedex in a Pokemon game. I never really? done that before. Yeah. Didn't do it on the Game Boy? I never never completed it because the thing was, I never, I'd never played it with a group of people. It was always just me playing like red oh, or playing of course. blue. And obviously, b- and obviously with Pokemon, so there are certain Pokemon that are exclusive to that version of the game. Yeah, so that'll be the case again with Sword and Shield, obviously. Yeah. Um, whether I just buy both of them. Yeah, and I just transfer them, you know. Okay, because I, 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 I just want to complete my Pokédex again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people were really excited by this because obviously, they you know we were thinking, is this going to be the moment we've got the switch, this new hardware? Is this going to be the time where we have a proper big, big Pokemon RPG esque? Yeah, type you know experience. that kind of open world. And I don't think it's going to quite be that. Okay. I think it is going to be a bit more um, broad and a bit more, a little bit more open. I think there will be a bit mm-hmm. more, but. I compared think, to previous ones, compared, oh, yeah, yeah. compared to previous ones, yeah. But I think it is going to be a little bit more on the rails and sort of very similar um, to older games as well. It's the setting of it looks like it's set in. It, I mean, they, everyone keeps talking about this. It's sort of England, yeah, countryside, which is nice. Which will it's a nice change. Nice change. Um, and I think, um, I think there's going to be a new. Obviously, they brought in Mega Evolutions a couple of generations ago, yeah. which is a big deal. And I think this time they're bringing something in to do with armor. Yes. some kind of armored Pokemon deal going on because they haven't not obviously they had the the initial reveal showing kind of what it was going to look like um, graphically and things mm. like that, but they haven't gone into 
all of the details no. yet. We haven't had the big. We haven't seen thing. any armored stuff. Okay. I think there was a like a trademark for an armored Mewtwo. Right. That was okay. that was someone dug out somewhere. So that's quite yeah. exciting, and I think they'll tie that in. You know, Mewtwo's going to be a big deal. I think in the upcoming uh, Detective Pikachu movie. Of course. Did you, did you see the trailer for that? I actually haven't seen the. I've you seen haven't? the first one. I've seen oh. the, the initial trailer. I haven't seen the the newer. Because you know Mewtwo's in that trailer. Okay. Fair enough. That's like the big reveal at the end. And does he look out of place like Pikachu no, it looks does? Gr- <laughs> what? No, he looks great. It looks really cool. So I think they'll probably want to capitalize on that because I'm, sure. sure, I'm not sure when... Det- I think Detective Pikachu comes out this year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely this year. Um, so and I think uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, which just brings me on to another section that I want to bring into the show, which okay. is how many days is it until Pokemon Sword and Shield? We don't know. Okay, okay. Because they've not given us a specific release date yet. But I, I did some date counting. Yeah. And I worked out that essentially... If the, if the latest the date the game can come out is the twentieth of December, yeah, that means we are we are two hundred and sixty five days from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay, is that a Friday? Is that that's a Friday? Okay, so, uh, I'm assuming it won't come out on the twenty seventh. Yeah, that's that the assumption would, that I'm that making. Would, yeah, I, I um, so yeah, that's the end of that section of the show that I call. How long is it until we play Pokemon okay. Sword and Shield? Perfect, brilliant. Um, cool. So let, let's move on then from Nintendo. And there was a couple of other um, game announcements that have happened. Um, we had Borderlands 1 remastered just very recently announced, um, which is is great. Um, I'm so confused as to why this hasn't happened already. We had the Handsome Jack collection, which obviously makes sense because it's only the games of Handsome Jack. But why can't they have just made a Borderlands collection, which had so the Handsome Jack one had Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel um as part of it um which was great it was it was really great having them again um, and being able to play them um with friends um and get into that kind of loot based um objective um however there was no borderlands one so it was, everyone was thinking kind of no, yeah yeah is that they, they've forgotten about it it's, it's gone but no they announced borderlands one remaster so cool i suppose um but the bigger event um was borderlands three being announced um so this is the, the the proper sequel to this um promising i think it was it was over a billion guns which is interesting because i'm pretty sure borderlands 2 had over a gazillion guns that was marketed that way wasn't yes it? Yeah. yeah exactly or might have been a bazillion guns but this time however the big change the most important thing with borderlands 3 is not about the new characters it's not about the graphics looking better or anything like that it's about the fact that they have a gun which has legs on it it's a walking gun. It's absolutely incredible. Um, previously, you've had certain guns where, for example, when you reload, the, he will chuck the gun out and it will be a grenade and it will blow up. So Borderlands has always been known for these ridiculous kind of um, weapons and things like that. This time, next level, a gun with legs, which I think says everything you need to know about Borderlands. I was just checking. It's been five years since the pre-sequel. Yeah, 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 which even that wasn't the main um, studio doing it. Um, Oh, right. So, yeah, Borderlands 2, I think, uh, maybe seven years ago? Was that, um, was that, what generation was that? Was that? PS3. PS3 and 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so we almost didn't get one, I guess. Exactly. Because we're probably coming into land with the yeah. current generation so so yeah no release date um for that i think they promised more information um i think in april where we'll properly get to look at the game all we've had so far was kind of a three minute trailer um which was a classic borderlands trailer good bit of dubstep a good bit of cool kind of um rock kind of music 
um, and showing off the new characters um, with a good heavy dose of sarcasm in it as well. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I think it's coming out in a space where so many games have kind of taken what Borderlands did with a kind of whole loot-based system where you, you're you just trying to find the better gun, this new weapon with better stats um, and cooler name and cooler look about it. So many games have come out and have kind of ex- experimented with that and, and built upon it almost. You've got your things like your Destiny, your Anthem, these games as service, which kind of was what Borderlands almost was initially. So it'll be really interesting to see, and you've got Battle Royales coming out as well, so it'll be really interesting to see how it distinguishes itself in the current climate or whether it needs to do anything, whether it can just be back to basics, all about a story and a ton of different crazy guns. Um, so it'll be, yeah, intriguing to see how it, how it all spins out, um, especially because there's been quite a bit of controversy rounding. Um, the studio and and the kind of the owner of that but um, we'll leave that aside for the time being I think yeah Um, so yeah we can move on from there so a a couple of smaller things were mentioned um, as well we had we had Diablo Warcraft 1 and Warcraft 2 coming out on GOG or GOG um, which is also owned by CD Projekt Red who are the people who made The Witcher Mm. Um, so that that just out of the blue out of nowhere um, interesting not coming out on Battle.net Blizzard's own launcher um, for games. Mm. Um, instead, they're partnering with GOG to kind of bring back these old school games, which I'm I'm over the moon about. I love those games so much. Um, so I'm glad to be able to get them on kind of current hardware. Um, we also had No Man's Sky, the kind of infamous space exploration sim um, for having a, a slightly rocky start to its life. Mm. Um, they... Um, Hello Games, the kind of small little studio in England, they they announced the next update for that, which is, uh, well, we've already actually had an update called Next. This one's called Beyond this time. Um, I think they said there's going to be three big parts to it, one being um, some sort of expanded multiplayer, where they promised it's not going to be an MMO. Um, and the, the one that was just announced was VR coming to the game, mm. um, which seems like something, uh, it should have been there from the start, but... It's, it's coming in now. They're adding it in. I think it could be incredible. Um, I'm hoping there's still probably, or, or still hoping there's a bit more um, to the game that's going to be added. Um, so things to actually do other than just kind of base building and exploring. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that probably should have been in that game when it launched. Well, I, th- I think absolutely everything that's come out in the last two or so years should have been in there from the start. It was such a big deal when it came out and it, and. It was so, I don't know, it seemed like it was just so disappointing, like yeah. how shallow that game was. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I, I, I was someone who actually played quite a lot of it in its initial state and, and enjoyed my time in it. However, was definitely left wanting. Thinking, it was just sort of mindless, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was like Minecraft without the charm and without kind of a, a, a really in-depth system other uh, than just unlimited amount of planets to go to and minecraft you could sort of uh like it was well it was like building to somewhere yeah you know you could there was there was that little thing oh i could go and go into the and go and what was it the ender and uh, nether the end the ender dragon was that a thing 
I think so. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something. There was there was always that. There thing was you an could inboss. Do. Yeah, there was like an, there was stuff that you could do. There was mysteries to solve. Yeah. Whereas like No Man's Sky, it was just well, there was the mystery, but it turned out that the mystery basically was nothing. Uh, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, just sorry, spoilers. Again. Yeah, it just that. started the game again, didn't it? Yeah, essentially. The witness. Um, so. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think imagine if this imagine if they'd held held off and included VR and included mm. that whatever they added in the second expansion. Imagine if they held off and had that stuff to make the game fun. Yeah. And and and, and then and then had the big hype around it. Yeah. Because I imagine the number of people playing this game now is probably good, but yeah. nowhere near what, what they could have had. And No, I think it, it launched to huge numbers. The game has sold ridiculously well. According to Sean Murray, I think he did a... a um, the, the, one of the guys, the heads of the studio, he did a little talk recently, and one of the things he said was, it's in gaming, it's one of... Obviously, he doesn't say which one but one of the most successful new ips ever with the amount they've sold so it obviously sold an absolute ton which given the amount of hype it had kind of makes sense um it got absolutely ripped to pieces when it came out though um with reviews from from not only critics but also the the general public um but we uh, myself personally i've got to hand it to the to the team they they went quiet which was also massively um, criticized because they just didn't say anything for so long but since then since it's kind of six months to a year after the launch it, it's been a great redemption story it's it's been an amazing turnaround people are genuinely excited and interested in the game it has generally quite good reviews on steam now for example um so it, it's been great to see it turn around and not just to kind of put it out make the money cut the losses and then kind of jump off the ship um they've actually stayed with it which is which is nice to see it's refreshing mm. um, compared to some of these games which have come out and just been terrible at launch and then they've kind of just given up on it straight away um so a nice little redemption story hopefully we'll see um so the, yeah only other little kind of game announcements that i've got noted down here is just just a tiny bit to talk about and um, that dreams is finally coming out kind of um, so it is coming out in early access. In, I think it's April 16th, I believe. Yeah. Um, and this is to start the ball rolling with... They've already had a, a kind of closed beta, um, which you could you could sign up to and, and get given a code. Um, you could start playing around with the creation tools. But this is, this is kind of a, a big proper launch. There, there is limited places for it, but this is the game coming out initially. Um, and allowing people to start playing around, start getting their levels together, start sharing ideas and, and, and creating their dreams, in quotes, as it were. Um, which I think this game, it's had such a long development. It was, it was announced back at the beginning of the PS4, I think, yeah, I around think so. about the yeah. time. Maybe, well, they, they had some tech demos that actually shown off on PS3 hardware. Um, and then since the PS4 came out, they kind of relaunched it almost. And now at the end of the PS4, it's finally coming out. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot riding on it. Sony have been pretty brutal with closing studios that make games that that, that don't succeed um, commercially and critically. So I think there's a lot riding on this for Media Molecule. They they built up a lot of goodwill with the Little Big Planet series. And um, I know Terraway was kind of a, a smaller part of the team, but it was still quite well received. Um but since then, it's been it's been years since they put out a game, um. So I'm I'm intrigued to see how this goes. I'm actually very excited about the game. I I, I feel really positive about it. 
Um, but I can 100% see why this game could just just fall flat and absolutely nothing. It, it totally depends on on the community. So the the early access is starts in April the 16th. Yeah. And does it is there not actually a proper release date yet? No, no proper okay. release date yet. Um, of, of when that'll actually be. Um, I imagine it will be a couple of months down yeah. the line. Um, just giving people enough time to get to grips with with how it works. I think the 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 price for the early access is is 25 pounds or 30 euros um, i'm not sure about the dollars i imagine it's probably similar similar yeah. amount um which again is an interesting it just point. it just worries me that because the price point are, are you have to assume that, that early access price is, is lower than the actual price of the yeah. game when it comes yeah, out it will be yeah and but surely it's not going to be that much lower because you're getting access to the to the game when the game comes out. Yeah, yeah, you're that. getting access to the full game with this early access. The only thing you don't get is the story mode by made by Media Molecule that will come out when the game fully launches. So let's say the game comes out and it's I don't know. So so we're obviously going to we're, we're going to be talking about pounds here yeah. most of the time. So you've got twenty five pounds for the early access. Do we think it a forty pound or thirty pound? Yeah, 50? I mean, even going up to forty seems kind of you know you're going to have people kicking themselves they didn't sign up i mean obviously there's yeah. only limited spaces for the early access but you're going to have people kicking themselves and that might cause some bad will there generally i think potentially yeah, i think that's definitely i don't think you can charge any more like more than that if you're charging the early access 25 and it just it worries me a bit that this game has been in development for so long yeah and obviously as you said sony you know there might be a lot riding on this game mm-hmm. i think for media molecule that it just might not sell that well. I think it will sell well. Yeah. But I think because it's going to be less than, say, for example, you know, God of War and Spider-Man and those other first-party Sony games that came out exclusively yeah. to the PS4. But this game, I don't think is. I don't think this game is going to have that same draw as those. No, because no, it's I, not. It almost certainly won't. It's not that sort of game that you can just sit down and and just smash through a couple of story missions and you know muck around by swinging through New York. Yeah, I, it's similar to like how I was talking about Super Mario Maker earlier. Yeah, it's gonna. The reason people are gonna buy it is to see how creative other people can be, because I think the number of people creating stuff, yeah, because of how in depth that looks, is not gonna be that huge. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think you're totally right. In, in terms of broadly speaking, like I, I will be yeah. buying the game. I've kind of tried to sign up for the early access thing, but I will almost certainly not be making anything because I have no creative output when it comes yeah. to to those kind of things. But I'm I'm super intrigued to see what other people do. But the, the whole game is based around what those other people do. So if there aren't enough people doing things, then there just isn't enough game. I hope I'm just being overly pessimistic, but I'm just worried. I'm worried. I, I thought yeah. that game was going to be a, a £60 yeah. like full price game that came out and would make a fair bit of money. I'm not... I hope it does still do well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we've just got to, I suppose, it, for 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 their sake. Um, who it's a studio that I I really like everything they've done so far. Mm. I'm hoping maybe that that if they do come out with a forty pound price point, that maybe that will hope make people kind of think, oh, this is less than a normal sixty pound game. Let's yeah, jump in. It's be an easier access point. However, I think most of um, the life of that game is based on how many people start creating stuff and how well how good a job they've done of those creation tools and and how easy it is for people to mess about in um so yeah i think the only other th- game that i've got on my list here of kind of announcements that we've got an interest in or can talk about something is is telling lies which is sam barlow's new game who is the guy who created her story um so it's his kind of 
um, not sequel, I don't think it's the right thing, but a spiritual sequel um, to that. Similar kind of premise in terms of you're at a computer screen. I believe this time you have access to a hacked NSA hard drive. So you're kind of, you've, you're, you're diving deep into uh, this hard drive to uncover um, secrets and, and whatnot. Um, but I think the, at least, I know for myself, the goodwill that he's built from her story and, and how incredible an experience I thought that was. Um, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, I I just needed to know that it was the the same guy that made her story. I'm just yeah. in. I don't, I'll play that no matter what. Her story was such a good and original game. Yeah, and for so, anyone who so hasn't cool. has doesn't yeah. know, yeah, the the premise being is that you're you sit down at a police computer screen, you're going through basically video records of an interview of a lady. Um, you start out um, and there's a search bar you type in a word and or phrase and any video that has that word or phrase mentioned will then be highlighted. There's a grid of like, let's just say a hundred different videos to look at. Um, it will highlight the videos that have that word or that phrase and then you can watch those videos and see it mentioned. But I might say it only brought up like the top three hits. I, I think I think it's either like yeah. three, four, five, six. It, it's not all of them at a time. So, so you had to be very specific with what you were looking for. It was, exactly. it was such a cool, such a cool idea for a game. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of um, Oberdin, which we played recently. Yes, where you've got, the it's really you have to use your own detective skills, and yeah. you know everything's there for you to work out what's happened. Yeah. But you have to be really um, specific and really think about what the actual solution yeah. is. And that, and that, it harkens back to those kind of days of also feeling like you want to get out a bit of pen and paper to start writing down clues that you've uncovered. Um, and it, it kind of puts, turns you into a detective. So it's, it's great. Really, really fantastic game. Hugely recommend um, her story. So hopefully Telling Lies will continue in the similar vein of quality. Um, so yeah, th- those are some of the, the kind of big, big announcements that happened in terms of games. Um, new games being announced but there's also been over the last couple of months a couple of pretty big game launches that that have happened so games that have come out which have been surprises or have been disappointments um so if we chat about a couple of those i suppose like yeah uh, the first one we've got on here and i think it's just because it's in alphabetical order um oh no it won't be in alphabetical Uh, is, is apex legends which i think took the world by surprise, um, from from Respawn, who made Titanfall one and two, um, they are they've also been um, tasked with creating the new Star Wars game, um, which I'm sure we'll be talking about more in a couple of weeks' time when it yeah, actually definitely. gets properly announced. But yeah, so they they came out of shadow drops pretty much out of nowhere. Um, this battle battle royale game, um, which is obviously flavor of the I hesitate to say month, more like year. Um, so yeah. far with Fortnite. Um, it beat that. It, be, it beat Fortnite's concurrent player record, didn't it? Yeah, for for set for Actually quite a long it, time. Um, it's still definitely vying with it. Um, for for that kind of top spot. Um, every now and then when I look on Twitch, it's it's um it's kind of either just ahead of it or just behind it, but it's always there and thereabout. But for for the weeks when it launched, it consistently was was significantly ahead. Um, at least in terms of Twitch viewers. Um, which is interesting because it's it's a very it's obviously a battle royale, the premise being you drop onto an island as a team and you've got to win, basically. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the premise, but it's it's very different compared to, to Fortnite. Um, Fortnite being a third-person game where you can do a load of building um, and has a very, very cartoon-esque look. 
Apex Legends, um, still stylized, but much more realistic feeling. It's a first-person shooter, much more about the mobility of getting round. Um, and I suppose you can kind of put in quotes more about your kind of skills with a gun and shooting as a first-person shooter compared to your skills as of building from Fortnite um, and kind of get learning the map. Um, we've we've played a couple of games with it. It's it's good fun. It's now getting to the point where it's pretty brutal if you're not a great. Yeah, I don't feel like shoot. I've played it enough to be able to be to, any good at it as well. So. Yeah, so it, it's it's definitely getting to that stage now where the kind of experts of the game are consistently taking over. Um, but it's still it's still fun to be in a squad of of friends. If you can get obviously the interesting thing with this is that it, it's in squads of three, so you have to be paired up with three people. Um, you can kind of go off on your own once you you get into the level, but you're you're in a team of three, um, and yeah, it, it really did take the world kind of um, by surprise. I I think really um, there was there's I don't know whether it'd be right to say there's a lot riding on its success, but they certainly they certainly did well um, with with the game. At least it seems so so far. Um, it just recently had its first battle pass release, which I know the the reception's been a bit lukewarm to that. Um, especially in comparison to how much Fortnite's done. But um, it will be interesting to see whether it, it manages to keep it up and, and keep people engaged, I think. Yeah. Um, and on, 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 a, on a different end of the spectrum, still EA, we have something called Anthem, which recently mm. launched. So talk to me about Anthem and its, its kind of launch. Yeah, so Anthem, uh, when was it really? When was it uh, revealed? And revealed oh. back in 2016. 16 i believe 17 2017 2016 20 i think 16 yeah and i remember i remember it being revealed because i remember seeing that ea logo come up and i now saw it and then you see bioware and I was yeah like, oh of, bioware. of dragon age dragon and age mass, mass effect, effect um fame and i thought wow okay this this is gonna you know take my notice 100 percent. so mm. you watch it and then you just see kind of destiny with flying yeah, and I was like, I wasn't too super keen on it. And then, um, end of last year, the 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 beta or the beta or whatever it was, the demo came out for the game. I played it, and I actually really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed the feel of flying around in this mech, trying to make it the mech look like Iron Man. Yeah, so, just yeah. it was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, properly. properly. Um, and it and it felt cool. It, it you know it did feel like Destiny. You're in a group of people, um, you know, going around fighting random alienish looking monsters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um some large crab people nice stuff like that you know you're always fighting crab people in games yeah um and i thought it felt okay and then I th- so i pre- i pre-ordered it i, pre-ordered, I yeah. was like oh i was really looking forward to it um and then the re- reactions started to come out to the to the uh the, the demo the reaction started to come out th- critically and you just sort of think oh no and it ter- obviously as it turned out the game just seems really shallow again mm. there's just not enough to do there's not enough um and it's one of those again where it might get better with time yeah but i'm just finding that i just don't i don't care yeah like if a game releases badly you know i, I remember both of us being super excited for destiny one and i you know we played that when it came out finished it really quickly yeah. played a bit of online got okay at online but was just really like let down by it yeah and yeah. so I just didn't really, and so I think I just sold it probably, didn't really, and then obviously Taken King came out, that was supposed to be very good, Destiny 2 came out, it was supposed to be okay, an improvement, mm-hmm. but I just, I had that bitter taste in my mouth from yeah. from Destiny, and then 
you just see the same thing happening with Anthem, like and kind of what I mentioned back earlier with um, uh, No Man's Sky as well. When yeah. a game releases to it poorly, yeah, and that just Absolutely. sort of means no, nah, I don't really want to give it my time. Yeah, um, and so I think that's what just kind of what's happened with Anthem, really. Not you know. Yeah, it's it's been crazy to see the the launch of that game go up in flames almost. And then there was there was talk of people's hard people's PlayStation yeah. Four was kind of locking up, which I don't think ever I don't think anyone's it was ever bricked. Actually, I think that was a bit of fake news kind of going about. But there was huge crashes involving crashing your PS Four as well. Yeah. Um. So it had a. To say the least, it was a rocky start um, to its life. They've, I know they've promised to keep working at it, keep adding updates, and, mm. and they've got a whole year or two planned of, of things to add to the game, but it seems pretty bleak for it, at least so far. Um, yeah. We've seen that things like, like No Man's Sky being this kind of almost redemption story, but I'm, I, I feel doubtful about it with Anthem, yeah. especially given Bioware's announcement a while ago back at the uh, video game awards last year of um that they're working on the next dragon age and a little teaser going up of that you've got to kind of wonder how much they're going to pour into that yeah. and take away from anthem um if it's just not doing well and there's, there's not engagement with the community um so i think it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out but um it's not looking not looking great for yeah. its future think yeah um yeah a couple of other launches which which we on i don't think we're able to talk too much about because we haven't played um things like far cry new dawn um the kind of the standalone uh release kind of expansion-esque thing from far cry 5 um which they seem to do between the numbered entries um you also had like crackdown 3 which was pretty roasted on release after so many years in development um we said devil may cry 5 which i know uh, people are really really buzzed about really excited and really happy um with how it's all shaken out um and then you've got things like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice from um from from software people who made uh, Bloodborne um Dark Souls Demon Souls um their next game kind of set in in Japan um which is again something which we we've dabbled in with a bit of Bloodborne and I've yeah. dabbled a bit in um uh, Dragon uh, Dragon uh, Demon Souls um previously um, and Dark Souls, um, but they are they are certainly something. Those games they're tricky to get into. I think initially, mm. um, but they have a pretty rabid fan base um, who love them. And so far, Sekiro seems to be doing fantastic as well. Yeah, I think um, a lot. It's going to be up there for a lot of people for their absolutely best game of the year when uh, when that comes around. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Only other thing I just had on here was just about the Walking Dead finishing the the final series season. Yeah. Um, the final episode I think just just came out or was just about to come out, um, which is it's been a quite quite a journey for that game. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those as well where I just I don't think I played the series before that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't, I'm not going to play that. No, I, I don't I, really want to. The first series was so yeah. groundbreaking almost and so interesting from a storytelling point of view, um, but it seems as though it's just kind of disengaged a bit with the community it's 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 slowly faded from did you play do you play season two as well i didn't i didn't actually play it. no I, I always wanted to i've got it downloaded kind of ready to go yeah season point, two season two is actually pretty good yeah um but you know obviously it's a telltale game there was all you know 
Yeah. It wasn't so much. Of, it was about the choices, but then obviously, you know, the choices don't really mean yeah. that much in those games. You still get to pretty much the same ending-esque. But I think, I don't know, I just don't really have any interest. I'd like to know how it ends, I guess. I'll probably look mm-hmm. that up yeah. at some point. Just but see. See what happens to Clem and all that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, and obviously with all, all that's gone on with yeah. Telltale being shut down and everything, like, I don't it. really want to, I'm not not sure where my money might be going if I bought that game. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll, what we'll do next, I think, is we'll, we'll move on from kind of those announcements. We'll just play a little bit of game to kind of see us out towards the end of the episode, obviously. Um, and one of the things we wanted to do kind of each, at the end of an episode was was just kind of play a bit of a game, try something different. Um, so this time we have a special young indie company called Touching Cloth Games who have written into us actually and they've asked us if they wanted to help them come up with an idea for a game. Um, so this is going to be our kind of let's make a game segment. Um, and and they've written into us and they've said the premises or the, the name that they want to go for is, is Jurassic Shark. Okay. Um, so straight away I, I'm intrigued. Mm. Um, and... I think I'm going to read out the little premise they gave to me, okay? So they've sent us in and they've said, right, you play as a character called Hunter McGowan, a world-famous biologist and paleontologist who has decided to attempt to resurrect the great lizards of the past. You face many ethical decisions along the way about the rights and wrongs of bringing the dinosaurs back. So that is kind of the the, the premise um, initially of the game. So they wanted us to to build on that and and to come up with a couple of ideas to 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 come into to come up with an idea that is going to be sell millions and millions of copies uh, and and dominate the gaming world. Um, so I'm going to present that to the floor and we'll 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 riff off some ideas and see if any of them stick. I suppose. Um, so yeah, what 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 do you think then? Ba- off off that basis, what what would you want to add to that? What do you think is going to connect with an audience? So, uh, firstly, we were just talking about Telltale. Yeah, uh, yeah. Telltale's gone. There's yeah. no more Telltale games. Okay. So immediately, there's a gap in the market. There, that's there, a gap though. in the market straight away that we're cool. gonna we're cool. gonna fill here. Um, so Jurassic Shark is going to be an episodic. Yeah. Uh, very heavily story based game. Okay. 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 So literally ta- picking up the baton from Telltale. Yeah. Okay, so we, you know, we're we're probably gonna be looking at uh, four episodes, maybe six. Okay, depending I like that. on how uh, how much money or how many, how many pre-orders we get, how much money we make from each episode. Um, and also, I think we're gonna try a new business model where, you know, everyone at the moment, you 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 have these episodic games. You've got Life is Strange, the Telltale games, um, and essentially, you'd pay for a season pass. Yeah, so you buy the game for thirty quid or something, and yeah. that gives you every episode, and they're broken up into individual episodes which are priced slightly more if you buy them individually than the season pass. So that's dumb. Yeah. Okay, okay that's it? dumb. Okay. Because essentially then you're breaking it out. It's going to be about five, you know, five episodes. It's going to end up being about five okay. per episode. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay? okay. You start out. You remember yeah. how you used to buy those magazine things that would give you a little to- a little collectible? What, the the ones where you have to build something? Like a, so you might like build a... something. And what it would do is it'd have this great advert on TV for it. And, it, and the first one would be like two pounds. Yeah. And you're like, Wow. Two was pounds it ca- for that. Was it Camelot? Was that the company? Was that the company? It might be something I like that. I don't know, yeah. Um, and you'd be, wow, two pounds. You go out, you buy it. Yeah. And then you don't see the little terms and conditions and mm. say, each each magazine or thing collectible after that yeah. is, is 10 pounds. Right. So they rope you in with that they initial cheap, in. cheap thing, especially starting off building. Yeah. And then, then you're trapped in there with this 
if you want to finish it, you got to keep paying. That's the business model we go with. So okay. episode one, yeah, is yeah. is four nine five four ninety nine five ninety nine. I, li- I like where your head's at with this, especially seeing as the first thing we've decided to do about this game is sort out the finance, the money side of it. it doesn't matter about the game, whether it's whether it's good, interesting gameplay or story. Let's make sure we can rinse people for money. Games are money. That's why. Absolutely. That's why people make games. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get that clear. Yeah. Sure, so sure, sure. episode one, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. That's cheap. Okay, in for the. Okay, that's cheap. Okay, four ninety nine. I'm with. And you, you draw that. people in, and you know, episode one has a big cliffhanger at the end of it. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It goes on. Then, episode two comes out maybe a couple of months later. Yeah. And that that one will set you back eight ninety nine. Ah. Okay. You just increase that price, but people yeah. want to people want to see what happens after that cliffhanger. They yeah, buy it. yeah. We've okay. roped them in at that point. And by the time you get to either episode four. Yeah. Or episode six, depending on how much how much money we make from the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That price, you know, to pay to play the last episode, you're paying in excess of twenty five ninety nine. In excess of twenty five pounds. Because then, when you add all that up, it yeah. would be about the price of a AAA game. Maybe a bit more. Maybe a bit more. Yeah. But this is this is this is this is games as a service. We are providing exactly. this over a long period of time. Exactly. Um, this isn't something that you can pick up and play over a weekend okay. because obviously it's coming out monthly. Exactly. But what I like as well, and potentially we could add in the idea. So we've roped someone in with this cheap, really great first succinct experience. Then the next episode, you say kind of eight ninety nine or something along those lines. Yeah. Not let's a huge m- jump. Yeah. Let's make it slightly shorter though. So they're actually getting less for their money, but now they're roped in. They've got to see the story through to the yeah. end, no yeah. matter what. And every episode after that, we make it more expensive and shorter. So therefore, yeah. we're maximizing our profits because we have to do less work for it. And you make the credits slightly slower, how they scroll. Yeah, clever, subtle. More gaps between the names. And, it, you know, just little tricks like that to actually make the game longer. Um, so that, that's kind of my business plan for this game. Okay, I like the business plan. I was, thinking, yeah. I was thinking more about then what legs. actually happens. Okay, okay so yeah, Hunter, Hunter McGowan, he's a paleontologist, yeah. a biologist. He wants to bring back... Uh, dinosaurs and obviously you know that that's kind of the the premise of the game yeah but i think you go in you go into a bit of a a, a sort of a, a sort of action stealth game from there okay. okay so we talking third person first person i think you're going third person okay. um you know you've got because obviously we're looking at filling that telltale gap you're going to have moral decisions you need to make as you go through um you know you've got people that are, you've got people that are protesting they don't want dinosaurs back Course, they've yeah, seen yeah. they've seen famous famous movies of dinosaurs where they're brought back and what that can mean yeah and it never works out well it so. never works out well so people are protesting um and you have to decide how do you deal with these protesters right do okay. you do you try and just outwit them do you just try and and, and talk to them logically or do yeah. you do you kill them you use force you can you can use force murder. to shut down we're talking about murdering people you can murder people i think i think that's wow. going to be one of the options in the game is that you do have you do have the chance to kill those okay. who disagree with you and does that does that decision come into the first episode as well um, st- start out with that or is that something which is brought in that might be road? that might be in with the the uh cliffhanger oh as part that of the might be part of the cliffhanger the that you you bring in the uh, the killing so you're this meek mild scientist just kind of trying to do some crazy experiments and then at the end of the game you could become a cold-blooded murderer also hunter mcgowan is a shark man is a shark man i mean the game's called jurassic shark so you well, have to makes... bring the sharks into it somehow okay well that's an interesting when i say shark sharks. man i mean he from neck down yeah he is a man yeah 
but head, his head is the head of a shark. Right. Okay. okay. But but this is never mentioned in the game. So you can see, you can see quite clearly yeah. that he has got the head of a shark. Yeah. But nothing's no ever one, brought, no, no attention is brought to it. No attention is brought to it. I see. Okay. I see. Because then you've got people thinking, well, when is this going to become a plot point? Yeah. That's a part of the mystery that leads people on to pay extra for the for the, for the later episode. I see. And they're wondering that how that resolves. And you know, also you have the you have those moments at the end of the at the end of each episode where there's a little teaser for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of the teaser we tease people starting to bring up the fact that he's got a shark head yeah but that scene's not in the next episode oh yeah. so, there's, so there's like a sizzle reel of the next yep. episode which doesn't actually have things in the next episode yeah. it's just to get people to buy the next episode yes 100 percent. amazing that okay. yeah that will definitely rope people in um everyone else in the game is a normal human yeah except for one other character okay, okay now essentially the game is obviously going to culminate in a huge there's going to be a big t-rex that you're going to have to you know fight and it'll either be um a t-rex that you yourself have brought back to life from mm-hmm. from the Jurassic so your experiments era. have worked your experiments you, you, work you've been successful you've got rid of the protesters yeah um that you've also got a rival okay a rival paleontologist paleontologist biologist all good games near rival who is called geraldo la quinta geraldo la quinta and he is a tiger man I see. Okay, so he's also got, an animal. Person. He's got the head of a tiger. Yeah, but the rest of the body is is human. But that again, it's never, never mentioned. mentioned. Never, never mentioned, mentioned. Never mentioned. Okay. And either because obviously Telltale that you get a, you get a moral decision, but really you're you're being funneled down into the same ending yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. So either so this way you're either fighting a T Rex that you've brought back to life, or the T Rex is has been brought back by Geraldo La Quinta, who has yeah. stolen your plans. Right. So okay. Either way, the T Rex is going to be there. It's either yep. you've done it or yeah. your nemesis have done it. Yeah. Okay. So I think actually, when you think that the game is going to culminate with a battle with a T Rex, that's yeah. worth twenty five ninety nine to I, see just to see the T Rex, to see a shark screen. man fight a T Rex, yeah, which either he created, yeah, or a shark man fight a tiger man yep. and a T Rex, yeah, because he's jealous, yeah. So I mean, that's worth. I'd pay twenty five ninety nine, yeah, and if it, I'd pay, it's it. a solid premise. Um. I have to stress once again, mm-hmm. no one else in the game has a has an animal head. Yeah, and never mentioned. It's it. never mentioned. Never mentioned whatsoever. Okay. Okay. It never that, comes up. That will keep people ticking along. Kind of, they they will consistently be thinking, when is this going to be brought up? And we never do it. Other than, as you say, maybe in some kind of scissor reels of the next episode, people talking about it, but actually that never makes the actual game. Yeah. On purpose. That's not that we've, we've run out of money or anything. We're on purposely subverting people's expectations to put a positive spin on it. That's my pitch for Jurassic Shark. I don't want to go into any more detail. Yes, we are because... under NDA. I must make this clear. Yeah. That we're under NDA that we can't talk about too much more. We've actually been given a load, a load of design documents for the game, kind of character designs, things like that. But they wanted to run by a few ideas with us first and then for us to expand on it and maybe get kind of the community involved with that as well. However, we need to be careful not to talk too much, as you say, kind of Mm. because we we don't want the ideas game. We can't have someone else making this game. This this is kind of TC Games premise with our input. Please don't steal this idea. Yeah, please do not steal this idea. It's, It's worth millions and millions of pounds. Please. Please. Um, great. So I think I think that's that's we we've set that out. We we know where we're going with this. I'll get back to TC Games. I'll I'll give them all of the information. I'll give them the episode so they can hear back what we've kind of um, spitballed here, um, and hopefully 
we'll have an update on the game um, in a couple of weeks' time, or, or probably actually a couple of months, because it takes a while to to make a game. Um, so yeah, just, so just just to finish off then with obviously the first episode here, um, it, I'm sure the pro the the program the episodes are going to change over time with with how we do things as we get kind of comfortable with certain segments and things like that, but. Just to finish off, I thought it would be a nice little thing to play, a tiny little game, just to kind of um, cap off the the episode. Um, and this time, I wanted to, to pose a question to both of us. Um, I don't know the answer to this question. You don't know the answer, I'm assuming. No. Um, and, and the question is going to be, I'm going to kind of do a little bet almost between each other, and the, the closest person wins, which we will reveal on the next episode. And so there's something called Nintendo Labo, which is from Nintendo, it is a um, cardboard uh, create your own game-esque controller type thing yeah um, there's a new thing they've just brought out a VR version of it um, which again you basically strap your switch to your face um, which is interesting but in a standard Labo box the, the, the base box of Labo how many sheets of cardboard do you think there are how many individual sheets not including the box but individual mm. sheets of cardboard are there for nintendo lab so yeah what 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 would your my guess is 14 okay okay well that's one four one four okay well, i was gonna guess with six six yeah so you're going at the high you're going the high the high guess i'll i'll take the low guess on that Damn. and we'll see if we're somewhere in the middle actually no i'll change it to seven because then there nah. can't be a middle well, it's not gonna be an odd number is it true okay it'll be six months six months six guess a six okay. okay so next next episode we'll come back to that and we will reveal the very important winner of that um but for now um i'd like to say thanks um and thank you chris obviously for joining me thank you thank and you. uh we'll be back in a in, in two weeks time with the uh, next episode of bomb squad Thank you.